On today's episode of The Tax Playbook, powered by 960 Digital and the Wealth Empowerment Network, I'm going to give you four ways that we can save our country from financial collapse. That's right, collapse. (laughs) Who am I? This is Marcus Warren, financial advisor, a tax-enrolled agent, and author of the Retirement and Tax Playbooks. Let's get on to the show. Because I'm the tax man. All right, so we're going to, uh, I'm going to make this quick today, Um, and what we're going to talk about is pretty important, Um, because when I address these things with clients or when I'm in my workshops and seminars, uh, I talk a lot about our nation's fiscal crisis, and um, however you want to boil it down to, it is a fiscal crisis, no matter how the media portrays it um, or not. And so I usually talk about the debt and I talk about our unfunded liabilities, specifically Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and of interest uh, on the national debt, so forth or so on. And I really want to be clear that whether I'm doing a workshop, I'm talking to the general public or other advisors or clients that there's really only four ways to really resolve uh, this financial crisis that we're in. And so I want to lay out these things for you today. And so I'm going to make it fairly quick. Um, And I want you to ask yourself uh, as you're going uh, and listening to these different options and alternatives is that what do you think is the most likely solution? What do you think is the most realistic given about what we know about the history of our country and where things are heading right now? So um, the first thing uh, that we can do to prevent financial collapse or going over a fiscal cliff is we can basically just uh, cut, we can cut expenses. And so we know that the biggest expenses in the fiscal budget are things that Congress doesn't even have control over. So Congress has, uh, has been getting control or losing control over um, a, a lot of things. And I think the latest numbers was that they really only have control over about 30% of the budget. So what does that mean? That means that 30% of the budget are discretionary items, things that they could cut back on if they choose to, uh, but they and, and they wouldn't have to pass a law to do it. But the other 70 percent, things like things I always talk about, uh, the debt, interest on the debt, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, they have to be passed through laws, meaning that if Congress really wants to cut back on them or in some way modify them or reduce the expenses for them, they would literally have to pass a law. And that's a big deal because you've got to get it past two houses uh, of, of Congress. And then, of course, you got to get the president to vote on it. And uh, Donald Trump said way back when, as a campaign promise, that uh, he wasn't going to do anything uh, to Social Security, Medicare, or Medicaid. But um, got to consider the source. But um, so you have to ask yourself, is something like that likely to happen? Right. The, uh, the, the, the biggest expense out of the four, by the way, is Medicare. I don't think a lot of people I think a lot of people point to Social Security like that's the biggest expense. Uh, but it's really Medicare. And that's growing by at least six percent per year. 
And so most of the uh, people that are going to be on Medicare on Medicare over the next 30 years, they haven't even retired yet. They haven't hit, even hit age 65 yet. So much of the expense for that program has not even been spent yet and is projected to grow and basically compound year after year after year. So we would have to find some way to pass a law that says that people um, who can't otherwise afford health care and retirement are going to have to cough up some of their own money uh, to be able to pay for those expenses. And so you do hear that. You, you do hear a lot where, hey, if you can cover your own medic medical cost, that you shouldn't take as much Medicare um, as someone who um, is uh, fiscally challenged, so to speak. And really, when you think about it, the cost of health care for seniors, even with Medicare, by the way, it's getting, it, it's going up and up and up. It can cost you about $10,000 per person per year. And that's in addition to what Medicare is already paying for. So really to shoulder Americans um, and retirees with much of that burden is really much of that burden is, you know, it's something that would be a, a political risk for some politician to uh, go, go there down the road. So that's probably not going to happen. They're probably not going to touch that. So that's the first one. Um, and so the second one, the second way that we can uh, kind of steer ourselves away from this financial collapse is we can simply try to just borrow more money. Now, I'd like to bring this whole idea that um, we already have $25 trillion of debt and we're going to have to borrow even, and would we even borrow, have to borrow even more money? because that would just go on top of that national debt just to try to shore up our, our financial position. That would be ridiculous, right? We're already, we're already $25 trillion in debt. Why would we want to go out and borrow more money? And then this also assumes that there are countries that are willing, still willing to loan us money. Now, we're on this path, the U.S., we're on this path where we will get to a point where all of the money that flows into the U.S. Treasury will go to pay only for interest on all of the debt, let alone any principal, Social Security, Medicare and Medicaid, and some of the other budgetary items like the military, for example. And so when other companies or companies, when other countries are looking at us and if we're in a position where we can only pay the interest on all that debt and we can't even pay any of our other budgetary expenses, they're not going to want to loan us any money. And the reason that they're not going to want to loan us any money is because they're going to think that we're not going to be able to pay it back. Now, we may be able to pay the interest back, but we won't be able to pay that principal back. And that's not a good risk for some of those countries. Now, it's basically what they call a sovereign debt crisis, where countries look at us, look at us specifically uh, countries like China, Japan, uh, Saudi Arabia. They'll say, we aren't going to loan you guys any money because we don't think that you're in a fiscal position where you can afford to come up with the money to pay us back. And so that's a big, big consideration. So um, what else can we do? So we talked about option one, which were to cut expenses. Uh, option two uh, was to borrow more money, just add to the debt. And option three is that we can just print more money, maybe, right? We can just print more money. That's all we got to do, right? Now, I've heard uh, some naysayers who will tell me that tax rates in the future 
or higher tax rates in the future are probably not likely to happen. And their reasoning is they'll just basically say that, hey, you know what? We're just going to have to return to the 1970s era of inflation and we'll just print our way out of this problem. No big deal. Now, you have to remember this, though. This is what I tell them. You have to remember this, that Social Security is pegged to inflation or the CPI, Consumer Price Index. The Social Security benefit is required to go up with inflation. And so if, inf- if we settle and print more money and have hyperinflation, then the government's required to pay for Social Security as it rises also. And that's law, by the way. And the other thing is that Medicare, right? Medicare uh, are services that are basically paid for in kind, meaning that if a doctor charges you, say, $100 for a physical or your annual exam and inflation doubles, That means that the cost of that annual exam is going to go up by 100%, meaning that it's now going to cost you $200. So Medicare is required to pay for those things as well. And so if an exam doubles uh, that expense um, or or if an exam doubles uh, to $200, then the amount required, the amount that Medicare is going to have to push out is going to double also. So you can't fix Medicare by trying to inflate your way out of things or basically printing money at the printing press. You can't fix Social Security by inflating your way out of this or printing more money. It's not really a resolution. Which brings me to the last solution, and it's the one that uh, I talk about all the time. And the last thing that you can do is raise taxes. Yeah. And so I talk about this guy named David Walker, who was a former comptroller general of the U.S., and he famously said that tax rates would have to double to keep our country solvent. Um, Is that a realistic possibility? Well, you know, it just so happens now that there's members in Congress. um, You know, you have your Bernie Sanders, you have your ALCs, um, and she's really been on the warpath to raise taxes on the, the wealthy she thinks that uh, she really thinks that it's a good idea to raise uh, that highest marginal tax rate to seventy percent, and that's interesting because we've had a seventy uh, percent tax rate before, uh, pretty much all throughout the seventies. And when they did polls of Americans back then, um, they asked, "How would you feel about a seventy percent tax rate across the board as our highest marginal tax uh, tax bracket?" And so, I'm sorry, they did that. They did that now. They they, they did that recently, a couple of years ago. And 59% of Americans, they said, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. If we're able to to, uh, throw that highest marginal tax bracket up to 70%, that would work. And so there is this groundswell of support for higher tax rates. So for those of you who said that higher taxes aren't going to happen, they are going to happen probably in our lifetime. We already know that this current Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, we already know that that expires at the end of 2025. And now, I don't think that we would ever return to uh, those uh, super high tax rates back in the day when they were above 90%. But these programs uh, that I've talked about, this debt has to be paid for somehow. Now, it does require an act of, remember, remember this, it does require an act of Congress to be able to cut back on the programs like, like, we, like we talked about the very first solution. And it likewise is going to require an act of Congress to raise taxes. However, we know that if, if history serves as a model, that the tax rate for Congress, we know that the tax rate for Congress has been somewhat of like a slush fund. 
Uh, when, when we have wars, what do we do? Raise taxes. When there's extraordinary circumstances, what do we do? We raise taxes. <laughs> taxes were as high as 94% back in the day. We, have, we, we had taxes recently in, in, the 19, in 1960. It was 89%. By the way, the lowest marginal tax bracket back then was 23%. So this much I'll tell you. As the highest marginal tax brackets go up, all of the other tax brackets tend to ratchet up also. And so you're, you're, you're probably also thinking, or you may be thinking, hey, so what's the likelihood that tax rates in the future will be higher than they are today? And I'm saying 100%. Well, we already know they're going up at the end of 2025, period. They're at least going back to what they were when Obama was in office. And so you have to basically understand those four options that I gave you. One is we can cut back on expenses. You can borrow more money. You can print more money or you can simply raise taxes. I tend to believe that the higher taxes or higher taxes are going to be on the horizon. Uh, Ronald Reagan said uh, he had the best, he said the best example of eternal life on earth is a government program because once it comes into existence, it's very, very difficult to get rid of it. It's so much more easier to raise taxes than to get rid of a government program or even cut a government program. So think about those four things as you're questioning the reality of whether tax rates are going to go up. Let that marinate for a little bit because that's, that that's all that I have today. Have a great week, and we will talk again next time. Because I'm the tax man. Yeah.